back to another episode of Car Talks with Emily Perry. My name is Emily Perry and I will be your host this evening or morning or whenever you're listening to this. Um, so I've been a little MIA on this podcast. I uh, didn't mean for that to happen, but like I was kind of debating whether or not I even wanted to keep it. I'm um, trying to figure out where I wanted to go with my brand and what I wanted to do. And I've decided that like this is an important part of it and Um, I really like doing it, so I'm going to stop putting it on the back burner and be more consistent with it. So part of that is I want to be a little more consistent in how I open. So I think every podcast from now on, I'm going to tell you where I am. Like, obviously, I'm in my car, you know, got to keep up with the brand, got to be authentic. Um, But where is my car? Where is it parked? And what I'm drinking, because the most important part of a conversation that tells you where it's going is the drink. Like if I'm drinking coffee, we're going to have a conversation, but if I'm drinking wine, oh, we're partying. Um, I'm not going to be drinking wine on the podcast because I'm in my car. Um, but you get the point. So I'll tell you where I am, what I'm drinking and what I'm feeling grateful for this week. So today I'm parked in my driveway with the car off because It's actually snowing here, and it's, like, the most snow we've seen in, like, probably years. Um, I'm in New Jersey. My car is literally completely covered right now. Um, There's definitely at least a foot on the ground, and we're supposed to get another, at least another foot. So, pretty crazy right now, so I don't plan on going anywhere. Um, What am I drinking? I am drinking coffee. Um, Coffee with some frost creamer on top and some oat milk. Um, I got a frother a while ago and it absolutely changed the coffee game for me. So I got a nice piping hot cup of joe. And what am I feeling grateful for this week? Uh, A couple things. So first and foremost, I'm just so grateful to have a group of friends and just people around me that are so wonderful and supportive. Um, You know, people that not only listen to me when I tell them what I'm doing but they validate the way I'm feeling and the way I'm handling it and just support it all the way as long as it's not hurting me or anyone else um I appreciate that so much and these people know who they are if they ever listen um so thank you and I'm also feeling grateful that I have a snow day today um I thought snow days were done because I'm out of school and I've been out of school But lo and behold, I got up to go to work today, nervous. I was actually debating calling out because of the snow. And I woke up to a voicemail that said, don't come in, we're closing early, stay home, stay safe. Um, So that was a nice little surprise. And then the last thing I'm probably grateful for, not probably, definitely grateful for, is my health. Um, As some of you may know, some of you might not know, I did get COVID. about two weeks ago now, I was, I tested positive and it was definitely a hard experience, but you know, I did a lot of thinking and, um, just like a lot of reflection on my life so far and kind of is the inspiration for this video. I mean, video. Hello, there's no camera. <laughs> this podcast. Um, 
yeah, definitely some inspiration for this podcast today. So with that, let's get started. Okay, first I needed coffee. Now let's get started. So quite a while ago now, I did a poll on my Instagram, which you can follow at Nourish by Emily. Would love to see you there. Love for you to join the community. Um, I did a poll and asked kind of where I wanted you know, this podcast to go. Where should my next episode go? Sorry, my phone literally doesn't go off all day. Now naturally it would. Um, and overwhelmingly, people wanted to hear my health journey, journey for lack of a better word, I just don't really like that word, but I can't find a new one that I like. So, um, so I'm going to go there a little bit, but I also just want to talk about just life paths in general, because that's a lot of what I thought about while I was isolated. Um, so I'll talk about kind of the path I'm on right now and how I got there. And yeah, I hope you enjoy. All right. So Um, I'm kind of going to go back to high school, which feels like forever ago now, but I promise I'm going to try to like just kind of breeze through it pretty quickly. Um, In high school, I was a band kid. I don't like to remember it um, because I was like the epitome of a band kid. Like I won most spirited band kid, which is a lot to say. Um, But yeah, I loved music. I loved being in band and being involved. Um, I was on the student council. I did everything, but I had no idea what I wanted to do. What I knew was that I was good at music and I liked helping people. And sophomore year, excuse me, I have to burp. Wait, everyone, listen, quiet, listen. That's it. That's all I got. (laughs) Anyway, so sophomore year of high school, um, I was actually in a therapy session and we were kind of having a conversation about my crisis of I didn't know what I wanted to do. And I told her I like music. I like helping people. You know, maybe I could be a therapist. Maybe I could be a music teacher. I don't know what I want to do. And I was just kind of like in my own little world of panic. And she said, music therapy exists. And I said, I'm sorry, what? So lo and behold, some winter day, my sophomore year of high school, I learned what music therapy was and decided that's it. And that's for me. And I did no other research on any other fields. I just figured this is perfect. This is exactly what I should do. Um, so I started looking at colleges. I started becoming more serious about music and yeah, I just like got ready for my career as a music therapist and I picked a wonderful school, um, that I greatly enjoy. And actually I didn't even want to go to that school originally. I had another number one school in mind and I got accepted to both, but my quote unquote dream school did not give me enough money. I remember sitting in the diner with my dad and him telling me that we just couldn't afford it. And I was just sobbing in the diner and the waiter came over and he was like, uh, do you need a refill on drinks? Super awkward. Um, so I actually changed my accepted students day. I, you know, not resigned, like said I wasn't going to be coming to that and instead did an overnight stay at the school I would end up attending, which is Elizabethtown College, Blue Jays always. Um, And I had my overnight stay, met a lot of people, and I was like, okay, I'm going to be okay. Like, I can do this. It'll be fine. Um, I know this is long-winded. I promise it's all going to have a point. So I went to E-Town, and I started in their music therapy program, which is just, you know, it's top-notch. They have a phenomenal, phenomenally hard very difficult program, but you know, we're very well known, um, for a reason. Like we work unbelievably hard in that program. And 
you know, I was good at, I was good at what I was doing. You know, I was acing my classes. Like I understood music theory. I understood ear training, you know, the therapy side made sense to me. I was watching, um, music therapy sessions and I was like, yes, this is great. I love it. And that attitude lasted for about another year and a half, um, maybe two years. And by the end of junior year, going into senior year, started to feel a little iffy about it. Now, also at this time, throughout those first two and a half years of college, um, my physical health steadily declined. Um, I gained a lot of weight and I was constantly tired. I was not active. I was active socially and I was active in the community and in clubs and whatnot, but physically active. I would go to the gym maybe twice a semester, like, but overall I just wasn't doing well. Um, I would binge eat a lot and it was just like a constant cycle of exhaustion and not feeling well and all this stuff. And by the second half of junior year, I just felt terrible. Um, they had taken me off my thyroid medication and I'm being, I know I'm being like super honest and vulnerable right now, but like, that's the point, like trying to be, you know, let you know that the, these things happen. Um, I was taking off my thyroid medication, cold turkey, and I just felt awful because I was told I didn't need it anymore. But then I felt awful for months. Um, you know, my hair started falling out again and I was so irritable. I was, I like, no one, I was like, no one talked to me. No one even looked at me. No one perceived me. Like I did not want anything to do with anyone. Um, I was so tired all the time and my short-term memory was shot. I don't know where that came from. It was super odd, but like I couldn't remember anything. I was constantly forgetting stuff like in rooms. I'd have friends text me and be like, are you coming back? You left all your stuff here. And I'm like, oh my God, I literally just walked out of class with nothing. Like, I don't know. It was wild. I was literally surviving on two 30 ounce coffees a day. I had this giant insulated mug and I would fill it to the brim twice a day. That's 60 ounces of coffee, um, complete with like cream and sugar and you know, all the fixings. But yeah, like I, caffeine was like the only thing keeping me like running. I was running on fumes. End of junior year. I finally, I went back to the doctor and I was like, you got to put me back on the medication. Like, I don't know what happened, but I need to be on it. They did some tests and they said, you don't need to be on it. Your levels are totally fine. Something else is going on. And that was probably the first time I took a really long, hard look in the mirror and was like, you know, this might be weight related. I don't know. So I decided that summer that like I was going to try to lose some weight. I think I had very lofty goals, but at the same time, I've had lofty goals in the past to lose weight. So like I didn't really expect anything like subconsciously, I didn't expect anything different, but consciously I was like, yeah, I'm going to change this summer. I'm going to be so hot senior year. Um, so that summer I decided to change. I got a gym membership. I started eating better. Mm, eating better is a strong, a strong phrase. I wouldn't say eating better. I would start, I started eating less. Um, you know, I was working as a camp counselor. I was getting in like 12,000 steps a day. I was going to the gym after work every day. My, one of my best friends, Ethan was living with me that summer and working with me that summer. Um, so we would both go to the gym every single, like almost every single day. Um, and like I said, I was eating less and lo and behold, the weight started to come off. By the end of the summer, I had lost about 25, 30 pounds. 
And let me tell you, I felt amazing. I thought I was like the, the hottest girl in town. I thought I looked so good. I dropped like three pant sizes. You know, I dropped two shirt sizes. I felt so good. I felt so hot. Um, I thought all my problems are solved. Like, I'm gonna go back to school, I'm gonna ace all my classes, I'm gonna love it, and then I'm gonna graduate, and then I'm gonna be a music therapist, and I'm gonna be a hot music therapist. I don't know why I keep using the term hot, but I thought I was such hot shit at the beginning of senior year. So then I got to school, senior year started, I was living in a beautiful house, like not an apartment, not a dorm, like I was in a house, and it was a beautiful house. I had my own room, and it was great. Um, I started classes, um, and I was like, wow, I'm stressed. I'm stressed, I'm tired, um, but whatever, I'm just gonna keep pushing through. I talked to like some people about just how like burnt out I felt and we kind of agreed like, you just need to finish out the program. It's gonna be different when we get into the real world, like just need to finish. And I'm like, you're right, you're right. Like I can handle this, I can handle this. Um, I started to be a little more, um, what's the word? I started to like fight back a little bit more in classes, um, became a little more argumentative. Um, I was, I started complaining a lot. I was just so tired and I just like learned, started, I don't want to say hate because I don't hate the program. I just like started to just really feel burnt out. Um, I was, and there were a lot of reasons for that. Like I took a lot of classes. I was in a lot of extracurriculars and I was doing not one, but two different research projects, which took a lot of my time. And on top of that, I was going to the gym six times a week, sometimes twice a day. And I was taking, I was in a dance, like a choreography dance club on campus. So I had those rehearsals like three times a week. You know, I was very, very active at this time. And if I didn't go to the gym, I would cry. I would feel like crud all day. Like my entire like self-worth was around eating less and going to the gym more. And the weight continued to come off. Um, you know, I ended up losing about 50 pounds. And while I, looking back now, you know, I thought I look, you know, looking back at it now, I think I look really good. Um, thinking about it, I mentally was just miserable. And I was restricting to a point where I was so hungry at night and like I would just go crazy on the weekends. Like I would order like so much food, but just for myself and I would just eat it nonstop for like the entire weekend and then feel miserable on Monday and feel so horrible that I had done that and how could I do that to myself and all this stuff. But I ignored how I felt like that because I looked good. And people were looking up to me and like, they were like, wow, like, you know, you did it. That means that like, you should teach me how to do it. And I was so for that at the time. I was like, yes. And I started to really, you know, at that point I was using fitness almost as a harmful tool. Um, but I loved fitness. I loved how interesting it was. I loved how strong I felt. I loved going to the gym. You know, as much as I, you know, was starting to use it not in a good way, just in general, I fell in love with the world of health and wellness. So second semester of senior year, my last semester in college, 
started to second guess on whether or not I wanted to be a music therapist. Um, and I just kind of kept telling myself, like, it's going to be different when you get, when you graduate. Because after you graduate, you have to do an internship as a music therapy student. In order to complete your degree, you have to do a 1,200-hour internship, give or take. And um, take a board certification exam in order to start practicing. Um, so I just kept telling myself, it's going to be different once you finish the coursework. Just finish the coursework and then everything will fall into place. Okay, y'all, real quick, I paused to burp and I thought it was going to be like before when it was like completely silent. And that was literally it, like shook my car. I'm so upset I didn't get it um, recorded, but whatever. You just have to believe me. Anyway, um, yeah, I'm doing my coursework. I'm just trying to barrel through it. Um, I'm still going to the gym like six times a week. I start writing workout plans for a couple of my friends, um, you know, just for fun. Like some people asked me to do it and I was like, oh yeah, that could be cool. I knew at this point that I planned on getting my personal training certification after I graduated. So I was like, yeah, that'll be fun. Um, so I started doing that and I loved it. I loved meeting with people and talking about their goals and being able to find something that helped that would fit that. Um, and I started to kind of slowly build my wellness brand. And then the pandemic hit and my school told everyone to pack their bags and go home. Originally they told us it would just be for three weeks. Um, pack enough stuff for three weeks. We'll see you, you know, back in April. At this point, I was actually relieved because there was a conference coming up that I was supposed to present at and I felt underprepared and I was so anxious about it and so stressed out and that got canceled. So at this point, I was like, nice, like three week vacation. I love it. And then three days into being home, we get the email that we will not be returning. Um, and I just, I remember crying all day. I was so upset. Like I wasn't going to be able to finish my senior year with my friends. Like I didn't get the closure I wanted. I kept up with working out, um, for a little while, but lo and behold, I mean, one, it was March. Gyms were closed. March, April. Gyms were closed. I had, you know, I had limited equipment at home. I had a little bit. Um, so I was doing what I could. I was going on walks. I was occasionally running. Um, but slowly and slowly I just fell out of it and I also fell out of eating less, meaning I was eating more. Um, I wouldn't say my diet necessarily changed too much. I was just eating more. Um, I ended up gaining a good amount of weight back. I'm not going to lie to you. I gained about maybe 20 pounds back. Um, I don't know for sure because I ended up, I don't look at the scale anymore and that's something for later on, but this was just a really transformative time for me. Like this time during the pandemic, my mental health was just not good from like March to June. I was not doing well. Um, but I finished senior year um, and, you know, it was sad, but like bittersweet. You know, I was happy to be done with coursework and hopefully be able to move on to something else. I was just so tired and burnt out, like I said. And... But I was sad because I was leaving, you know, my, my, I was on student government. I was the vice president. Um, I was going to miss that terribly. I never got to finish. I was a choreographer with one of my other best friends, Emily, and we didn't get to finish our final dance. Um, you know, a lot was left unfinished. Um, so it was bittersweet, but you know, I was done with coursework, which means finally I could move on. No, not true. 
applying for these freaking internships broke me. Um, I applied to three separate internships, um, all that seemed great. Um, the first one, there were a lot of communication issues, especially surrounding COVID. And I just, you know, I applied and I got an interview, but I just, with the way the communication went, I was like, if this is how you're going to communicate, you know, now, like, I can only imagine how you communicate when things are okay. Like, I don't know if I can do this. So I ended up withdrawing my application. The second one was a pretty prestigious internship in New York City that was supposed to start in September. They told me regardless of the pandemic, it would start in September, even if it was virtual. Um, I did get an interview with them. I thought the interview went really well. Um, they were really great people. It's a, like I said, it's great. It's a great internship. Um, and unfortunately, I was denied that internship. Um, they do take mostly grad students, and I was an undergrad, um, so that played a major role in it. Um, but you know, in the end, I would have had to get up at like 3 a.m. every day to get there. It would have been not fun. So, you know, that one didn't work out. And then the last one, I sent in everything and I thought I was a shoe in for this one. Um, I was like, finally, it's going to be fine. Like I finally secure one and it'll be fine. Lo and behold, they had all my information and they just said, we won't be having internships until further notice because of the pandemic. And I just, I was like, are you joking? Like, ah! at this point I had started my um, personal training certification program and I was really loving it. I was really enjoying what I was learning. Um, I did finally have a job. I was able to get out of the house every day. I was a camp counselor, um, or I'm sorry, I was a music and food specialist at a, um, a camp that I'd been working at for years at the same camp where I had lost 30 pounds. Um, so, you know, I'd known them well. They were opening up very cautiously for the summer, um, and they did a wonderful job and I was happy to work it. Um, and it just hit me. I was like, I don't want to be a music therapist. I don't want to be that at all. The amount of imposter syndrome I felt when working with clients was through the roof. And I really started to think, think about it after, you know, for the third time not being able to get an internship. And I was just like, do I even want to do this? Like, am I really going to put all this effort into something I don't even want to do? And the anxiety started growing me of thinking of a six to nine month internship, you know, doing something I didn't even want to do. And suddenly I was like, this isn't what I want. I, I need to figure out what I want to do. So I finished my job at the camp. Um, in September, gyms opened up. I started going back to the gym. I loved it. I ended up getting a job at Trader Joe's and I'm still there now. It is hands down the best job I've ever had. I absolutely adore it. I adore the people I work with. I've met so many like-minded people who are in the same boat as me, which has been so refreshing. Um, it's just like everything started to fall into place. And then it hit me. I was literally driving one day and it hit me what I wanted to do. So background, as a senior music therapy student, your final project is you basically give a 20 to 25 minute presentation at my school. I don't know about any other school. Um, you give a 20 to 25 minute presentation, something music therapy related, um, but it can be anything. And I chose to present on music therapy in wellness work. And from there, I, while I was doing my research, I learned that there are seven different dimensions of wellness. Um, that we've identified that all come together and 
create your holistic, you know, wellness. Um, there's, let's see if I can name them off the top of my head. Oh God. Physical, emotional, social, spiritual, occupational, environmental, and there's one more. And off the top of my head, I can't remember it. Intellectual, that's the last one. So yeah, there were seven dimensions and I really started during this program or program during this presentation, I, you know, spoke about how you could use music therapy as a, a mode for wellness. But the thought of the dimensions of wellness just really stuck in my mind. And I was like, does anyone know about these? Like all seven of these? And I started to realize that, you know, the other than people that work in the wellness field really don't like when we think of wellness, we think of eating right, getting enough sleep, exercising. And, you know, mental health is like slowly but surely we're really, you know, on a road where we're starting to understand that and recognize it as a very important part of wellness. So that was going on, but that's it. And I was literally driving one day and it hit me. I knew exactly what I wanted to do and what I want to do not wanted, want currently what I want to do. End goal. I want to create an organization that helps bring resources from all seven dimensions of wellness to communities. And I, I literally have a voice recording on my phone of me explaining this so that I wouldn't forget it. And it just hit me so hard. And I was like, that is what I'm meant to do. That is what I'm supposed to do. Like, finally, like, that is something that feels so right after years of not, of not feeling right, of years of feeling like I wasn't going in the right direction. Finally, yes. And everything started to fall into place. I got my personal training certification. I worked with my friend Mia who works with social media and she helped me, you know, improve my brand and how to, you know, create awareness for my brand. Um, I started doing projects and reading and everything just started to make sense. And now I'm in a spot where I feel so confident in, on, on the path that I'm on. I feel, I feel right. And it's an amazing feeling. Did I gain weight in the last, you know, since the pandemic started now almost a year? Yes. Have I been eating super clean? No. And for the record, I never was. Remember how I said I was eating less? I wasn't necessarily eating well, um, but I'm getting there now. And, you know, am I the ultimate guru of fitness? No, and I never planned to be, but I know my stuff. I know my stuff. I do my, oh, another burp. Oh, that was a big one. <laughs> I'm so sorry. That was just like, oh, I'm so glad I could get at least one of them recorded. Anyway, um, yeah, I just feel confident that this is the path I'm supposed to be on. So, obviously, since I just spent the last 20 minutes, almost more than that, 25 minutes, talking about how ridiculous my path has been, why did I do that? Great question, Emily. Um, simply to tell you that you will, you won't feel like you're on the right path for a while. Like it's crazy to me looking back now that I was 15 when I decided I want to be a music therapist. Like I was still in algebra. Like I didn't know anything about taxes. I didn't know anything about anything. 
about being an adult. I just knew what I was learning in school and what I knew was that I was pretty, pretty good at music and I was better, slightly better than average when it came to music. And, you know, I was like, maybe, maybe that's because that's what I'm meant to do. And I'm not, you know, I have, you know, I graduated. I'm technically considered a professional flautist, but you know what I don't want to do? Be a professional flautist. But I can. I don't really want to be. And when I think back, like, freshman year, I was thinking about changing my major. I didn't know. And for me, in my own mind, it was frowned upon in my head. You know, I was like, nope, nope, this is what I chose. I got to stick with it, you know. And that's so not true. Like, we, we ask ourselves at 17, 18 years old what we want to do for the rest of our lives. Like, we're not going to know because we haven't even gotten through a fourth of our life at that point, hopefully. What we know at that point is what's around us. And at that point, we don't even have the freedom to really change what's around us. So how are we to know what we're passionate about and what we're not passionate about when we just have to work with what we got? In my experience, and I think in a lot of people's experiences, what you want to do and for the rest of not even the rest of your life. Who knows where I'll be in 10 years. But passions come later. You know, when you suddenly are in an environment where you can thrive and grow truly and holistically, that's when you start to realize what you're supposed to do and what you want to do. I started reading uh, Michelle Obama's book, Becoming, and the very first page, the very first paragraph kind of describes what I'm describing perfectly, so I'm going to read it for you guys. When I was a kid, my aspirations were simple. I wanted a dog. I wanted a house that had stairs in it, two floors for one family. I wanted, for some reason, a four-door station wagon instead of the two-door Buick that was my father's pride and joy. I used to tell people that when I grew up, I was going to be a pediatrician. Why? Because I loved being around little kids. And I quickly learned that it's a pleasing answer for adults to hear. Oh, a doctor. What a good choice. In those days, I wore pigtails and bossed my elder brother around and managed, always and no matter what, to get A's in school. I was ambitious, though I didn't know exactly what I was shooting for. Now I think that's one of the most useless questions an adult can ask a child. What do you want to be when you grow up? As if growing up is finite. As if at some point you become something and that's the end. What what a woman. Like, what a way to start a book about your life, right? I just, I love her. I love that. That's literally the first paragraph of, like, the preface of the book. Preface? Preface? I don't know. You can make fun of me. I don't care. What I'm trying to say is that we are lifelong learners, Right? We're, you know, we always hear that. You learn something new every day. And one of those days, you're going to learn something that you want to continue to learn about for the rest of your life. If that. Or maybe just, just for, for now, for a while. You want to keep learning about it. And that's what's going to take you on the path that you're meant to be on, if that's what you believe in. You know, paths, in my opinion, I personally think that you have a path that's kind of set for you by something somewhere I don't know who what where whatever you believe in um and slowly but surely you end up on that right path 
but who knows when, you know, we talk about how like, um, um, Oprah, didn't she get fired from her first job as a news reporter? You know, I don't have the research in front of me. I'm in my car. I don't know. But like all these people that we end up having, knowing as having really successful lives don't start till later in life because they don't realize what they want to do until later. They had to be exposed to a ton of experiences before they realized what they wanted to do. And we're the same way. You know, I had to be exposed to oh, another burp. Dang it. I hope this lesson is not being diminished by the amount of times I keep burping. Anyway, um, you know, when I think back, like I chose music because I was slightly better than average at it. I was not phenomenal in any way, shape or form. Okay. I was okay. I was fine. Um, and I really wanted to go to this college, this, my dream school, supposedly that I had found when I was 15 without even ever visiting. Cause that makes sense. Um, and then I got accepted, but I couldn't go there. I, you know, I had to go to this other school. That was the school where I've met my best friends, where I've learned so much about myself and all this stuff. I think that was the school I was meant to go to. I spent my time in a major where at first I felt like it was good and right for me, but then I started to focus on my health holistically, my, my physical health, my mental health, and I realized it's not for me. I think I went to this school where I was supposed to grow and this school and these people I was meant to meet so that they could kind of push me on the path that I was supposed to be on. And now I'm here and I feel so comfortable in it. And obviously I feel comfortable talking about it and everything is starting to fall into place. Like I think these things that I thought were bumps along the road were really just turns that I was supposed to take if we're going to keep up with this path metaphor. I don't know. You know, the pandemic. By no means did the universe go, Emily needs to change her life, so I'm going to send a pandemic. That's not what I'm saying. But what I'm saying is it happened, and I learned a lot about it myself in the last 10 months. And a lot of what I learned has put me on that right path. Look, all I'm just trying to say is that we are forever growing. And if your path, what you think is the right path, changes, that's okay. And in fact, it's something to celebrate because you're probably one step closer to figuring out what you're supposed to be doing. Some people may find that at 15 sitting in their therapist's office, but that person wasn't me. And it might not be you or it might not be your best friend, but it could be your sister. Who knows? Everyone's paths and timelines are different. You know, you don't have to graduate at 21, 22 years old. You can graduate at 30 and still be unbelievable, unbelievably successful. You can graduate at 50 and be unbelievably successful. That's okay. If your path is meant to start there, great. I'm happy for you and I'm so excited for you to take this journey. It's okay to not know is what I'm trying to get at. You don't have to stick to one thing. We're not supposed to. All in all, I just hope for you that eventually, whenever that time may be, you end up in a path that makes you truly happy. And with that, I'm pretty sure another six inches of snow have been added to my car um, and I'm freezing. So I should probably head back inside. Um, Thank you so much for tuning in. Um, once again, add me on Instagram 
at Nourish by Emily. Don't look that up. At Nourish by Emily. That's what you should look up. And you can find me there on TikTok with the same name. Um, Not much on there, but I have it if you want to follow it. Um, You can also like on Facebook, Nourish by Emily. And like I said, I'd be happy to add you to our little community. Have a wonderful week, everyone, and I will see you next week.